What's up? This is Tech Lively, the podcast brought to you by The Technique, our on-campus newspaper. I'm Sarah Miller, the editor of Tech Lively. The Technique covers everything and anything about life at Georgia Tech, and so does Tech Lively. So if you want to voice your opinion, don't hesitate to reach out to us. New issues of The Technique come out every Friday, and be sure to tune in to Tech Lively's new releases. to Tech Lively, Georgia Tech's, uh, the Technique, I should say, uh, podcast where we cover everything from sports to life to just whatever's happening at Tech. Today is a treat. We got Sam Ellis here, who is the SGA president for the 2021-2022 cycle. Is that right? Yep. Cool. Um, um, if you're not aware of what the Technique is, we are the student newspaper on Georgia Tech's campus. You can also read us online at neek.net. But Sam's here, so that's our priority. Hi, Sam. <laughs> hey, how are you? Uh, just uh, give me give me your elevator pitch of who you are. Let's oh, start there. Um, yeah, elevators. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so I haven't gone to career fair in three years because they don't have anything for a liberal arts soul like me. I'm sorry. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> we say that it's okay. We love our unpaid internships. Yes. Um, that's what grants are for. Uh, my name is Sam Ellis. I'm a fourth-year international affairs major with a minor in sustainable cities. Um, I'm from Peachtree City, Georgia, originally. I came to Tech um, because, you know, it was a good school. Uh, I agree. I, I continue to agree. Um, I'm the son of two Tennessee volunteers. So, okay. um, you know, as always, you'll go to college somewhere. We didn't know where I'd go. Mm-hmm. So I just applied to a bunch of in-state places, maybe one or two out-of-state. And I swung by Tech, and I fell in love. Um, and I have been here ever since. And most recently, I was... Kind of entered a student government, actually my third semester at Tech. Okay. It took me a minute to get into it um, because I was doing that beautiful freshman thing where you join a ton of clubs that don't yes. match up with who you are. Yes, yes. Um, I was actually a DJ at Rec Radio for a while. Oh, that's um, great. I consider that my peak. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought of that when I was a freshman, too. At least you got there. It, well, it was because I was a summer freshman, um, okay. which I loved. I love Ignite. It's so much fun. That's it's, cool. It's summer camp where everyone gets a 4.0. That sounds night. ideal. Um, hopefully the people in charge of it don't hear what I just said. <laughs> but um, they like literally paid for us to go to Atlanta United game. Um, but the only club that was open that summer was Rec Radio. So I just got trained mm-hmm. as a as a as an op that summer, and it was great. That's fun. <laughs> so much fun. That, that sounds ideal. Yeah, that's that that's a that sounds very collegiate. Just running a radio station in the middle of the dead southern heat. Yeah, nothing much else going on. It was beautiful. And it was back when it was in the student center, just kind of tucked away, right, super right, hidden. Right. Oh my god, I loved it. It was it was a big oh my god, I'm in college moment. That makes sense. You know, tech is a unique campus, and we don't necessarily have the vibes of the hey, welcome to college, kids, yep. every time. But this was definitely one. I was like, oh my god, wow, this is awesome. That's like, cool. Um, I don't know. I was excited that. You know, whatever you do at Tech, it's going to be awesome because yeah. it's got amazing resources. I agree. Yeah, that's the trend I've noticed when I've, I've talked to a couple other people and just being here for five years, it's like, yeah, there is yeah, there is something for you no matter how nerdy or out there you think yeah. your interests are, it's here. Um, let's focus on SGA to yes. start. Um, let's just start plain and simple. Just what is SGA at Georgia Tech? So we have two SGAs at Georgia Tech. Oh, that's I didn't the, know this. That's the trick question. What? Um, so we have an undergraduate and a graduate student government association. Um, very few schools do that, mm-hmm. and it's actually a really awesome model because there are very unique needs of grad students, 
They've got kids. They've got fiancés. They've got partners. They've got mortgages. I don't know yeah. what the hell's going on with grad students, and it is thankfully I. not my job to know because mm-hmm. we have a really great grad SJ president. His name is Stephen Ike, mm-hmm. um, and they they are it's super important to have them. They do the same thing as undergrad, which I'll get into a second. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the grad side, so last year when some University System of Georgia policies were going to totally screw over their health insurance, it was going to take away their eye care and their dental, oh, wow. which, you know, not all of undergrad students are on student health care insurance mm-hmm. plans right. um, because we're still eligible to be on our parents' insurance. Right. And so for that, it was super helpful to have grad students involved in SGA going, hey, no, this is bad for our health insurance and we're able to fight back against that policy. Mm-hmm. Um, so into the undergrad side, um, broad overview level, our job is to embody the student opinion, preserve student integrity and enrich the student experience. Um, can you tell that I'm in a cult? No, um, (laughs) we say that at the start of every undergraduate house of representatives meeting. Mm -hmm. Um, those are on Tuesday nights at seven 30 in flag one seventeen. It's free for anyone to come. Um, it's public for anyone to come. Um, and so that's our legislative branch. We have three branches, and we are modeled slightly off of U.S. government. But okay. we find that the more we model ourselves off the U.S. government, the worse it works. <laughs> so <laughs> if you become too much like the U.S. government, you start to act like the U.S. government. That so makes sense. Um, we, we've changed it up a little bit. So I'll start with the judicial branch because judicial is the easiest to explain. Okay. Um, judicial branch is the undergraduate judicial council cabinet cabinet. A lot of C's, councils, committees, cabinets, they're all over the place. This one is a cabinet, and it's headed by Chief Justice Ann Harden. So she is the head of a co-equal branch of SGA, and UJC for short. Um, they're the folks who, when a student gets an OSI referral, Office of Student Integrity, you cheat on a test or something. I see, okay. That. Um, they're the folks who, when you're going through that process, depending on what your offense was, you can request basically a jury of your peers. And they pop in to make a recommendation. They have a whole hearing. It's very formal. And they make a recommendation to the Office of Student Integrity as to what that student's punishment should be or if they did it at all. Okay. Very rarely does the Office of Student Integrity not listen to UJC. Uh, Maybe twice in my four years at Tech have they said, "Mm, no. About how many of those cases per semester pop up? That I do not know. Okay. Um, And with that, so that's one function of UJC. The other function of UJC is they regulate me. They regulate the executive branch and the legislative branch, and they regulate conflicts between the two, um, as well as they manage our elections. Okay. So they are the one committee underneath UJC is elections committee, and it's just a team of people who say, okay, you break the rules, you didn't break the rules, here's our timeline, here's how it works. Okay. Um, then you have the legislative and executive branches. Um, the legislative branch has undergone recent changes. So for the past 20 or so years... Uh, they've actually single-handedly, or not single-handedly, they've done it with the help of the Joint Finance Committee, uh, managed the $1.3 million student activity fee. So every semester you pay 20 bucks to tech. Mm-hmm. That gets reallocated to make student orgs on campus happen. Okay. I so see. the technique is funded with money from the yes, student activity yes, fee. Yes, um, SCPC, so Midnight Breakfast, all that stuff. Um, the budget of the, rec- the running club, um, rec club gets a bit. Um, lacrosse team, hockey team. Women's soccer, men's soccer, intramural, yeah, or not intramural, but no, everything yeah. that is a campus org, including Orgit, gets money from okay. the student activity fee. Um, now, recently there is a transition where that is solely managed by the Joint Finance Committee. Okay. So that's a team of really only a handful of students who have to sit down and manage a million-dollar budget mm-hmm. um, for all of these organizations and make sure that every organization is compliant. 
Um, nowadays, the legislative branch, their main job is to embody student opinion. So something that they did recently um, that we worked together on was we issued a statement opposing the University System of Georgia Board of Regents proposal to change how tenure works. Yes, I saw that there was a mm-hmm. protest yesterday. Yes. No, yeah, yesterday about this. Yes. So we submitted, and I signed about a week ago, a resolution saying, hey, no, we support the faculty on this. We don't want these changes to happen. We're concerned about how they will affect Georgia Tech. Gotcha. Um, so that's what the legislative branch does. And in that sense, they kind of tell me what to do sometimes. You know, it's my job then to talk to President Cabrera about that, to send that to the Board of Regents mm-hmm. of the University System of Georgia. Um, then you have the executive branch. That's the one that I am in charge of. Gotcha. And with that one, you have president, executive vice president, and I consider very much, just like the U.S. government, the action arm. We have a cabinet of about 11 vice presidents, um, some of which are joint vice presidents. We have a joint governance policy with graduate student government. Okay. So my joint vice president of sustainability and infrastructure, of finance, and of IT, those are three positions that go between grad and undergrad. And so they have really cool big positions that serve both student bodies. Um, with that, we have like almost 50 different executive committees. Okay. Um, I used to chair the government relations committee, so that's the one in charge of wreck the vote registration on campus, okay, voter cool. registration campaign. Uh, but there's the sustainability committee, which is an awesome one um, that has folks do the get wasteless challenge where they give you a mason jar with a paper straw and a handful of other tools and say, hey, for the next week, try not to produce more waste than can fit in this mason jar. Wow. And... So that is more on the events and programming side of things. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the VPs, our job, um, when I was vice president of external affairs, you each have kind of an admin counterpart that you meet with on a semi-regular basis. So I would meet with the Office of Institute Relations, who at the time was Lynn Durham. Now it's Burt Reeves. Um, and they have an awesome team that their job is to advocate for Georgia Tech on the state and federal levels. Mm-hmm. So on the state level, you know, they're the folks going to the state house and asking for money and also asking for, most recently, exemptions from student-athletes from sports betting policies so Uh that student-athletes don't have the mental health strain of being bet on and their performance affecting their friends' and family's financial outcomes. And so I would meet with them on a semi-regular basis to do our thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that really is one of the core functions of the executive branch is to meet with admin on a pretty regular basis and say, hey, here's how students feel. Mm -hmm. Here's what students need right now. Um, and we can range from being sometimes a sounding board or think tank of they say, hey, here's an idea that we have, um, to us coming and saying, hey, here's a thing that you're not talking about that we need to start talking about. Mm. And so it's our job to meet with them and make sure that we're getting stuff done. And Georgia Tech student government and GTI have actually have a really awesome relationship um, in that I know folks at other schools where <laughs> their admin don't return their emails. Oh, dear. That... <laughs> yeah. yeah, that sounds bad. <laughs> um, whereas, you know, a really great thing here is, you know, if things work their way up the pipeline, I'll get an email from the provost saying, hey, what's going on? Gotcha. Can we talk about this? That's good. That's nice. Um, which is actually super helpful because we'll come in meetings and say, hey, we really need to make this happen. Yeah. Um, you know, right now we've been working with slash pushing for counselors to get higher pay at Georgia Tech. Um, that's one of our strong limitations right now. Georgia Tech's student to counselor ratio is actually fine. Um in terms of, there are a ton of studies on saying, hey, here's how many counselors you need for this size of student body, mm-hmm. and they give a lower quartile, upper quartile, we're right at the median. Okay. What's that ratio? Um, it's like, I could not tell you. Um, we had a conversation about that with Dr. Hong recently. Okay. Um, she's the new vice president of student engagement and well-being. Right. And the recommendations made 
we're in line with those. Mm-hmm. But one of our problems right now is, you know, I actually was seeing a tech counselor for a while when I had a tragedy family. Mm-hmm. And my counselor left to go work for the VA. And you're telling me that the VA pays more than us. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that's a frustrating thing to hear. Yeah. And so with that, we're, we're working on right now all of a bunch of people at tech are reevaluating payroll. And so with that, we're saying, hey, as you go through that, we need to start paying our counselors more yeah. because we can't hold on to counselors for more than two years because they come here when they're fresh out of college and they're great. They're young people. So it's good that we can relate to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but we lose them because they want more pay at a certain point. Yeah, no, that makes sense. <laughs> um, you know, if they want maybe, you know, VA likely has better benefits than we do. We, yeah. we need to compete. And so that's one of the major areas that every time I get the chance, I'm saying, hey, I know that we're reevaluating this right now. How's this coming? Mm-hmm. And fortunately, right now, that's coming along well. It's just going to come with a massive sweeping changes to payroll as large. Gotcha. Yeah, on the counselor front, the continuity, I think, would be huge because for a number of people that come here, it might be the first counselor they've ever had. Yeah. And so, had, like, if it's they're here, if they're here for two years, that's, that's something. But you would want, I, I would think that, like, someone who's at tech would want their counselor the whole time they're yeah, here, absolutely. at least for the at least for three years even, and not just half the time. So, yeah, that's good. Um, a lot of that even I did not know in terms of the reach of yeah. SGA. I was not aware you could vote in an SGA election until two years ago, and I've been here for five years. Yes, good. I don't know if that says anything about just my lack of interest or just the advertising, or yeah. I just completely missed the signs <laughs> in Willage when I was there. Yeah, but, I feel like all of GT right now is having a crisis on how to advertise things. Yeah. Because, you know, for a long time it was like, oh, social media. And then it's like, wait a minute, not as many people are on social media as we thought. Yeah. And then it's going, oh, well, let's send an email. Because one really great tool SGA has is we can email the entire student body. Mm-hmm. Every time we do that, more than 20 or so people unsubscribe from the email list. Oh, dear. <laughs> and so there, there is a very real thing right now. We're going, okay, oh, my God, how do I convey so much information to all of campus? Yeah. That makes sense. Okay, so that kind of bleeds into where I wanted to go, like, I think part of maybe this might be me incorrectly diagnosing, but at least what I've observed is when I see just the SGA stuff around, yeah. it's not clear in my head what that should, what I should be connecting that to yeah. on my just even on my walks around campus or yeah. how I'm interacting with teachers and whatnot. So I guess date like if you were to if someone were to ask, well, I guess I'm asking this now <laughs> on on the on that day to day basis, yeah. what am I interacting with that SGA is directly pushing or impacting yeah. to where it's like okay without sga this thing that you may not may take for granted or just it's yeah. just there regularly what, what where is sga's connection there yeah so i have a really gross analogy here um which is a lot of the time i view georgia tech um as this wonderful fan it's a really good fan let's Lovely. be clear it's a very high functioning fan any given moment in time there are just like 20 people trying to fire things into that fan to break (laughs) it or sling it against the wall. And it it is one of those things where I hate to say, if we're doing our job, you're not upset. But that is often the case. Um, Something that happened back when Brielle was president, um, and and I serve on this, I serve on the COVID Recovery Task Force, and this meets every Tuesday morning. Mm -hmm. And it's my job to sit in there and say, hey, here's what's going on. Um, So something Brielle had to deal with was there was a massive change to course mode Um, when we were first changing course modes, and students weren't being given the opportunity to have an extended phase two registration. Um, It was a registration issue. I can't remember the specific one, but it was phase two registration issue. And Braille looked at them and said, I'm clearing my day, and we are solving this problem. 
and we are getting the registrar in here. We're getting the bursar in here. We are making sure that we fix this for students. Mm -hmm. And that was a moment where she sat down and just prevented a big thing from hitting that fan. Wow. Because it would have hurt a lot of students' registration. Mm -hmm. Because you would have been stuck with schedules that you made without knowing that we're in a pandemic. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because we all did those. Yeah, because we did the fall registration. Mm -hmm. Not what we – we didn't know – during phase yeah. one in spring of 2020, whether what was going to be the case in yeah. fall of 2020, I had my hopes up still then. I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, the curve will go down, summer will work, and it'll be yeah. good. And uh, most recently for me, um, again with COVID, you know, major issue was at the high level, we were saying, hey, if you're sick, don't come to class. Well, then we had students going, hey, my professor said that if I miss class, I'm screwed. And that was a huge issue yeah. that probably everyone <laughs> listening experienced at some yeah. point. Um, and so for about a month straight, I came to COVID recovery task force meeting and I said, Hey, we're going to bring COVID into the classrooms if our professors aren't accommodating. And that was a major thing that eventually what came of that was fortunately the provost went to every chair meeting and every chair and he spoke to them and said, Hey, because of what we talked about, y'all need to be more accommodating. Your professors need to be more accommodating. And so it went down and disseminated all the way down to the individual faculty level of saying, Hey, if students are sick. We need to be accommodating. Otherwise, we are going to have a massive outbreak on campus. Got it. And so that was a piece Our audio may change here a little bit because our computer nearly died and our microphones no longer are a usable source of uh, input. So now it's just my handy-dandy computer. Uh, But, yes, you were just talking about how the COVID situation. Yeah. Basically, I I could tell the analogy of poop hitting the fan was coming. Um, Yeah. So, so, yeah, I, I guess that... That's helpful to know, just in terms of what could be, just what what could go seriously wrong otherwise if if SGA isn't there. Um, So that's on the COVID front, which obviously is the is the now kind of thing. Uh, Is there anything? I guess okay, anything in like the more residential Mm -hmm. class side? Just just something that's just like kind of like almost like a busy task that that no one really wants to do, but is but it has to happen, otherwise something's going to break. Yeah, I mean, the, the job no one wants to do is the allocation of the student activity fee. Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, you've got a handful of students doing really difficult, just budgetary work mm-hmm. uh, for no pay, <laughs> which we're working on trying to get them paid. Um, but, you know, of course we have a VP of Campus Services, and this is one of the busiest uh, slash most exciting but also difficult roles mm-hmm. because they oversee, and I'm going to shorten the list here because I'm going to forget things, um, housing, parking and transportation, dining, um, campus safety, um, so relationship with GTPD. For a while, um, they, oh, auxiliary services, so what's going on in Tech Square. And that's one person who has to manage all of that. Mm-hmm. And so with that one, part of what we do there is saying, hey, something's about to go very wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and working on that. You know, right now they're reevaluating bus routes and saying, okay, we need to make this more efficient for students. The way places the buses go has changed wildly in the last few years, mm-hmm. and we need to make this better. That makes sense. Um, part of it is talking with auxiliary services and saying, hey, we need to put something in Tech Square that's more useful for students. Um, you know, Chuck's Famous is getting replaced by Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, I saw that. Um, part of what we do is say, hey, um, as you're navigating these contracts, here's what students need right now. Gotcha. Um, and we didn't actually have a lot of input on the Buffalo Wild Wings contract. That kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, I was kind of surprised. That, <laughs> like, I was walking by to Shell one day, and I'm like, 
that's what we're getting here? <laughs> I, we could do – in my head, I'm like, we can do so much better. Like it, Some people are really excited about it. It's totally varied. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. But. but what we do there is right now, especially as there's a lot of change in TechSquare, saying, hey – here are the outlets that students need. Um, for me, a major piece of that, but I've been talking about, and we do actually have some stuff in the works, is I said, hey, we don't have a safe nighttime venue for Georgia Tech students to go on campus. Yeah. Um, the closest place that students walk to is down by the Fed. And yeah. that's just not a great walk to make at 11 p.m. Yeah. And, you know, I gave the analogy. I said, hey, most recently, you know, so I'm a student ambassador. I love being a student ambassador. And recently, we worked the Golden White Gala for the Institute. Mm -hmm. And you've got a group of 20 or so great Georgia Tech students who are getting back from this thing at 10 p.m., and everything's closed. You know, you want to hang out with your friends. You've just worked for several hours helping out the Institute. You're supposed to go back home uh, or hope that someone has enough money to have a large apartment Mm -hmm. or is in Greek life and pays those dues for the use of a house. Mm -hmm. Um, And so a major piece there is saying, hey, we need accessible nighttime space on or near campus. And so that's a major campus services piece lately that we've been saying, hey, as we make these changes to Tech Square, mm-hmm. we need to look into contracts with this. And they've been really receptive to that. That's nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah, using TechSquare, yeah, pre, pre-COVID, it was the Waffle House. Was, yeah. Ace was a popular piece for people that I'm with. Like, that was, yeah. that was a big spot. But, like, I was kind of it yeah. around there because no one's, Moe's isn't open and the yeah. canteen closed too early. Plus, the canteen was outrageously expensive for some. Yeah. Like, that was my, that was my treat yourself place. Yeah. I would go to, uh, go get a, what was, what was the thing I got? I just got a bunch of Mediterranean food. It was 25 <laughs> bucks, but I'm like, I had three exams today. It's just, I'm yeah. just going to do this. Yeah. But I know it's not a luxury for everybody. No. Um, and most recently, with campus services, you know, we made this really great transition in-house dining but the lines were horrible. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of what they were doing was reminding campus services admin saying, hey, lines are awful, we need to solve this. Mm-hmm. And so getting campus services out of the dining halls and saying, oh, wow, yeah, this is terrible, we need to fix this. Yeah. And so getting in and just finding better ways to route them through the dining hall, mm-hmm. making sure it worked better. Yeah, I've heard of a couple CreateX projects that are already yeah. going to be focused on that just because, like, yeah, I mean, even me, like I liked going to Panda last year, yeah. but there was no one here. Yeah. So it took me all of five minutes to get through mm-hmm. the line. Nowadays, I see there's 20 people in the Panda line and no one in the Twisted yeah. Taco line. So I'm just going to go to Twisted and yeah. get, our, 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 in my opinion, better food. But yeah. I mean, the advantage of having a meal plan is so that you can focus more on studying, so yeah. that food yeah. doesn't have to be something more. If you're standing in line for an hour for a food truck, that, that changes a lot for someone on a deadline. You might as well be cooking. Yeah. You, you should just be in your apartment making a yeah. meal. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, so I've asked this question with everyone else that's come on. Mm-hmm. With and as I guess this might, you might have a more impactful uh, response to this. But this is so for at least for me. I mean, this is my fifth year. I don't recognize anybody on campus when I walk around <laughs> anymore because there's two new, effectively yeah. two new <clears throat> sets of people. There's some that did make it. Um, that that were here a little bit last year. Yeah. Um, like our sports, our sports staff writer was here on campus, but like he was, it was, it wasn't the full thing. So yeah. this is the first full thing for mm-hmm. about seven thousand students. If you take yeah. the both of those first year admissions, so I mean, what's, yeah, what's it, what's one of the bigger challenges, but also just what's what's coming at you that you just that's just unique to the fact that there are so many new people here. Yeah, because we have that two year load. So there's a lot of issues happening because of that, um, and I 
told people that this was coming because I was looking around. I said, there is a massive brain drain happening on campus. Um, because for me, I'm SGA president. I've never been to an in-person cabinet meeting before I was in charge of them. Yeah. I did virtual as VP of external affairs for a full year. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's the, you, you, you were in SGA, but you feel like an outsider because you were in it virtually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I didn't, you know, literally at the SGA banquet at the end of last year when we thought COVID was calming down, was the first time I met half of my cabinet that my I was goodness. working with under Brielle and Kyle. Yeah. And it's hitting the highest risk places the hardest. Mm-hmm. Greek life is having a really tough time right now. Okay. Um, transports are happening and sexual assaults are up in a massive way because you've got two generations of first years yeah. who, you know, public education doesn't give you a good understanding of consent. Yeah. I did Georgia's sex ed. <laughs> the best thing you might have gotten was the T video that you got a facet. And so you have people being put into these really high pressure, high risk situations. And because of a brain drain combined with the fact that you have two generations of first years, it is a dangerous time right yeah. now. Um, and we're, you know, I'm trying for us to be proactive with it, but it's already hitting. Yeah. That makes sense. With two new, two new sets, you've also got two sets that have left at the same time. You yeah. don't have that, that what this year's second years didn't have yeah. what was this year's fourth years yeah. as just the meshing just wasn't there yeah. and yeah there's a lot of, I guess yeah when you're around campus there's just a lot of just stuff just happens when yeah. you're walking around and when you don't have that you don't have a you lose a lot of cultural stuff yeah. you lose the oh I just saw this random dude on the street doing this thing that yeah could be pulling a lot of lessons from that and just yeah. not knowing how to act just not knowing how to live well mm-hmm. that's maybe too hard but too harsh but not knowing just how to function normally Absolutely. for the first time I, I took I mean, it took me some a- adapting when I got yeah. here and I had thankfully I had people that were there to watch out for me in the first place but I know yeah. I was really fortunate on that like I had yeah. tech pe- people that worked at tech that knew where I was pretty much the whole time yeah and if you were coming from out of the country or heck even just from like down south in Cairo Georgia like that's just yeah. not going to be the case no. um I, something I'm saying right now is this is going to be one of our most fun years and easily one of the most difficult. Mm-hmm. I mean, even on the SGA side, for hosting the week of welcome tabling that SGA did and then also having wrecked the vote, we had trouble with space reservations mm-hmm. and we had trouble accessing funds and we're the people in charge of funds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, the brain drain is real and it is causing serious issues. And right now the undergraduate House Representatives has created a select committee called the Student Reintegration Committee that is saying, hey, you're back on campus. Mm-hmm. We got to get you into these spaces. Yeah. Um, and that means getting people out of their rooms and getting them onto Tech Green. Yeah. Um, seeing what events are happening, joining organizations. Yeah. And fortunately, Org Fair was really good this year. I walked by it. That looked, there was, I, like, I was like, I cannot walk on the sidewalk no. to get to the Technique office because it's full, which I was so happy to see. Yes. It, it, it was really beautiful. Um, but it just means we have to do a lot of work and people are learning really quickly. Yeah. You know, the people who are in leadership positions with, that they signed up for before COVID hit, you know, they adapted in a massive way and became better leaders because of it. Mm-hmm. People who thought that they knew what was happening and became leaders during COVID mm-hmm. are now being hit by a whole new wave. Yeah. Um, because we have a lot of really awesome people on campus, but we do a lot of stuff that comes with high risks, you know? We have racing clubs, we have boxing clubs, we have fencing clubs, mm. we have skydiving clubs. Yeah. <laughs> These are high-risk activities 
that when you lose a lot of information over the course of a few years, you miss a waiver. Mm. You mess up your insurance. Yeah. And, you know, if you're lucky, that just means that your club gets shut down for a semester or two. But if you're unlucky, it means something worse happens. Yeah. And that is what we're facing right now is sitting down with people and saying, hey, we need better transition documents. You, people right now are calling not just the president from last year, if they're their predecessor, mm-hmm. they're calling the presidents from two or three years ago. Oh, dear. Because that was the last time that, you know, in the case of fraternities, they threw a party. You know? Yeah. And those come with massive sets of guidelines yeah. and regulations that if you mess up, again, if you're lucky, you just get probation. If you're unlucky, something worse happens. And I don't say that to fear monger. Mm-hmm. I say that to say, hey, sit down and think harder and read your bylaws. Yeah. Read the rules that govern your organization. Because a lot of stuff just got passed down verbally. There wasn't anything to pass down verbally last year. Yeah, yeah, cause, yeah that, that's part of that just run-of-the-mill do things as it's always been yeah. done for a while. Not, no one's assuming we're just not going to be here for a 12-month span in a well, yeah. I mean, well, more like a 17-month span in a full capacity yeah. like we are now. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of that's a lot of just norm, just stuff you don't see that yeah. is gonna that just fills into the cracks. Um, yeah. I'm part of a campus ministry on uh, on campus, and there's I mean we the adjustments are still happening yeah. nowadays. Like we only just <clears throat> recently were able to do a proper like in-person retreat where yeah. we left campus, which was just a wild thing to even yeah. finally do. And it was just like, yeah, the numbers were down. And it was just, it, we, we kind of, we like, like see it as an opportunity to like kind of like restart what going at, what going to a retreat means for yeah. us because there was two sets of people that had never been to one. Yeah. And it was just like, all right, you kind of get to write the rules here a little bit. Yeah. Um, it, so... There's, I mean, obviously, there's been this much change just even this semester. Next, mm. what is, what do you think that means for next semester in the spring? Because we'll at least have a few months yeah. under our belt. People will have, the, the new people will have been here for a semester, been able to go home, kind of refresh. Yes. Like, what, what, what are you excited for in the spring that could see things at least pushing even more in a positive direction? Spring's going to be better. I mean, the thing is that fall schedules are so chaotic because <clears throat> that's when your massive influx of first year students comes in. Mm-hmm. On top of that, you've got football games. Yeah, yeah. Football games eat up a lot of time. Yeah. Um, and I love going to GT football games, but our home game schedule this year is intense, mm-hmm. um, and that takes up a lot of time. You know, in the spring, I'm excited for creative programming coming back, mm-hmm. of doing, hey, we've got a free weekend. Let's do something fun. Yeah. And doing that with a new exec board of people, because a lot of organizations transition in the fall, of saying, hey, We've got new people. These are people who have been through COVID, and they've also been through a difficult first in-person semester. And so hopefully they'll have the best of both worlds, and they'll be coming back stronger in the spring. When it's spring, it's a lot calmer. Mm-hmm. It just is. Yeah. Um, and thank goodness for that. Yeah. And so that'll be a good time to sit down and say, hey, let's do this as a test event. Let's expand it to this new area. Mm-hmm. And allow ourselves to get better as we're returning to in person that's good yeah no, i'll be excited for that that'll be my coast into the sunset only taking yeah. hours and graduating so but yeah just having that a little a bit a better sense of like all right we know we kind of know what we're doing again which i can tell still we're we're, we're getting we're figuring we're still in that the figuring out yeah. phase of it which well you don't want to be part of it it's 
the stuff you got to do. Yeah. Which is evident of like we can't we can't I mean, with all the other stuff you brought up you can't can't shove all the stuff you don't yeah. want to do to the side otherwise stuff's gonna break. Falls in it falls an express train. It's moving real quick and it's got a lot of stops and you have to stop at them. Yeah. Spring you get a little more leeway. You do. You get a full week break. Yes. Imagine that. It's gonna it's gonna be <laughs> over a year and a half since we not a year and a half. It'll be effectively a calendar year plus since we've had a break. Even the four day break that we had just mm-hmm. had just now was the longest we've had in a year. Yeah. Um, it's just wild to think. Yeah. Um, I'll talk about. So last year you ran the McCamish voting mm-hmm. thing, uh, which was really cool. I'm kind of bummed I voted in DeKalb because that would have been fun <laughs> to vote in a basketball arena. Yes. Um, I, vote, I live in DeKalb, so I get to vote in a tax office because <laughs> that's just that's just what's easiest for us. Fair. But uh, I mean, what what was the? Wait, I know we wrote about the technique, but um, <clears throat> almost a year out, what what is, is could we see something similar? happening on that front yeah where we could use McC- i know it's not a we this year is just the mayoral election in Atlanta, yeah. so we're not it's not like a big old presidential thing but um what what did, what did that spawn that's yeah. been that's been able that's been a positive repercussion from that from well, that we're going to keep having elections on campus nice so we will have in first theater this year on the mayoral election which i believe is november 2nd yeah so i'll be managing that election i'll be the poll manager there and what I've done there is we've got a really deep partnership with Institute Relations. So Institute Relations, Rachel Miller, she's incredible. Um, she runs external engagement. And she is our advisor for Poll Jackets, which is a registered student org I created, to just make sure that we have elections on campus every semester. Yeah. And, you know, for a mayoral election where, you know, since it's just Atlanta, it's not all of Fulton, um, you know, we're not having early voting this year. Okay. But that organization can work with Fulton County in the future to say, hey, all right, Governor's election. Let, let's get, yeah, get let's early get everybody. Yeah. Um, this one we're just we're just running a precinct, mm-hmm. um, and I'm really grateful. I'll be handing off the reins of the polling precinct after this year um, to Hayden Boone. He's an ISYE PhD student. Um, that makes sense. You would want an ISYE. Yeah. When it comes to something like this. <laughs> well, and also with Fulton County, something that I learned is you know everything you do, you learn a new language. Mm-hmm. I had to learn the language of people who run Fulton County elections. And they do not like new faces. Um, Very early on, I had a long-term poll manager laugh at me when I said that I was hoping to run a precinct. Um, And, you know, fortunately, we got in there in a year where they had a lot of new technology. Mm -hmm. And my bargaining chip was, hey, you're kidding yourself if you think you're going to do better than some 20-year-olds at running this tech. Yeah. And so fortunately, with getting a PhD student in there, they'll be here for six, eight years. Yeah. And they're not going to complain every other year when we have to have a new poll manager. Right. And that way, we should be able to keep it student-run for years to come. That's nice. And I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Um, it might be a McCamish again in the future. It really just depends on basketball schedules. Yeah, that's true. That makes sense. And yeah, with Georgia seemingly being a Ohio, Pennsylvania, Michigan <laughs> kind of like, it kind of comes down to what? I mean, yeah. a lot of, I mean, heck, the outlook of American politics came down to a few thousand people in Rockdale County and yeah. other in the Atlanta area. So yeah, yeah us doing that. I mean, just for the sake of the country, it's like you kind of got to get it done yeah. because there's a lot of there's a lot. I mean, I talked to Rick Clark last week, and it's yeah. just like we're trying to get more people here. Yeah. So as we keep filling in, like we got to have the ways to be like, all right, now let's spread that impact yeah. directly in the polls, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, just as a student for the last year, just aside from SGA stuff, aside from just just Sam Ellis, what 
what what's made you hopeful? What what have you noticed this year when people are back? Like yeah. what just what what gets you what gets you going in the, just to start your day? Yeah, I mean the sun coming up and <laughs> just still being at a a beautiful place and the fact that you know I I never really left tech. Um, I went home for about a month during the pandemic, but other than that, I was I, I was living in my fraternity house when there were like maybe ten people on campus. <laughs> Um, just because I, I don't really leave tech. I love tech. And for me, it's seeing new students. Mm. It's seeing people excited to interact in person. It's seeing them smile because they're outdoors and they don't have to wear a mask outdoors. Yeah. And just enjoying themselves. Um, coming to our traditions for the first time. I'm excited for Cake Race. I'm hopeful that that second years get to participate. Because oh, really? I didn't know about that. I don't know if that's the case, but I hope it's the case. That, that should be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, just seeing people who I don't know. Because mm-hmm. one, one of my more painful moments, actually, was I was helping a student find where he was supposed to take a placement exam mm-hmm. for Spanish. And I was like, oh, what year are you? And he said, oh, I'm a, I'm a third year. And I go, well, wait, you've never been on campus before. He goes, he goes, well, I was a transfer from Georgia State, mm-hmm. and then I spent a year online, and I'm graduating after this semester. Holy crap. And I was going, oh, my God. And that broke my heart, yeah. um, you know, to literally only have, like, three months left at this place, and you don't know where the COC is. Yeah. And the fact that I'm getting to see the opposite of that these days, I'm getting to see students who are excited to be here, mm-hmm. who are excited to be here for three, four, five more years and just enjoy themselves. Yeah. That's huge. Oh, man. Yeah, I've, I've had friends that get out of here in two and a half. Yeah, which was just I like, don't get it. You, you weren't here. Like, what were you doing? No. Like, but then no, you're being it. Yeah, yeah, that sucks. Tech yeah. is tech. From what I've learned, and but the biggest piece of advice I got from my dad went to Auburn, my mom to Princeton. Yeah, I'm still in contact with a lot of people, and it's just yeah. like they wish they were there longer. Yeah, which is why I'm doing five. Business majors yeah. do not need to do five years. <laughs> it's the they, they, people go to the M train for a reason. Yeah, but yeah, no, just being able to soak in what this place has to offer is huge and there's i mean there's a bunch of colleges around the around the south and the country and being being in a college in the south holds a lot of fun traditions yeah um like me like football like cake race actually what is your favorite tradition before we mini 500 that that i cannot wait to beat everybody (laughs) in that in a couple weeks. i love mini 500 it's so fun of course, I don't think they've given us our trikes yet. No, they have not. No, yeah, they said there'd be an email this week, and I have not received that email. I email. So, no, yeah, that'll be fun. If you're on campus um, and don't know what the Mini 500 is, it is a tricycle race mm-hmm. that traditionally happens around Peter's parking deck. Last year it was on the Sack, Sack Track, which, while not the same, we all went very fast, which was fun because <laughs> we didn't have to go up Freshman Hill, which is... Well, you went fast if you didn't get DQ'd for having the wrong type of wheels. Oh, uh, there you go. Yeah, yeah that's, that's currently my challenge is fine is we have we have a really good front wheel yeah we need to find small enough wheels that aren't yeah. those stock ones but no yeah mini 500 is great it's a, it takes it takes about only about an hour um the, the on the friday of homecoming there's a bunch of people lining all, all the streets around it yeah it's a fun time buzz may or may not fall off of someone's trike push someone <laughs> off of a trike try to join your pit crew you never know the one year sga compete i usually compete with my fraternity but the one year sga competed um, Haig just immediately fell off of his trike <laughs> at like just the start. That's <laughs> yeah, like, bro- broken trikes are. Well, we don't. Well, funny. It sucks to laugh at the team that couldn't get their trike yeah. together, but 
no, yeah, it's it's a fun time. If you have, don't know what it is, just go and enjoy it. Yeah. It'll it'll make your day. Um, I think that's that's all I've got. Cool. Thanks for coming. Uh, if you are a person who does not know what the technique is, uh, we have physical copies of the issue that come out every Friday, except for the week after fall break, which is the one we are recording in right now. So there will not be a new issue tomorrow, October fifteenth. Um, but every other week, for the most part, uh, you can find us on newsstands and buildings like the College of Computing, like we mentioned. Yeah. Um, you can find it in Howie, uh, pretty much any any, any, big, any major building on campus that they will have the technique. You can also read us online. Um, our editor-in-chief is Janet Batra, and our managing editor is Taylor Gray. I'm Jack Purdy, the assistant sports editor and, I guess, podcast editor. I don't officially have that <laughs> title, but I, it, it's kind of there. Yeah. Um, Sam, thanks for coming. This was super fun. Yeah, super, I'm glad to be here. Super helpful and informative. Um, if anyone wants to learn more, get involved, they can go to sga.gotech.edu. Beautiful. All right. That's all we got. We'll see you around later.